Eight minutes past nine, you're with SFM 104 to 107. And that is, in fact, the guest, our guest presenter today's first choice song. Kind of interesting. Taylor Swift, <coughs> excuse me, and the man. And who is our guest presenter? Well, our guest presenter is someone who uh, is uh, part of a project we have spoken about before on the show and is someone uh, who is now the acting CEO. It's a project called Josie My Josie, and it focuses on a massive agreement between the public sector and the private sector. We talk about this a lot uh, with regards to the city. How do we look at creating a city that we all want to live in, a city that we all love deeply and that we all want to live in, and that is not simply cracking up in various different ways. Before um, we go into that, though, I have a question to ask you, Bia, and um, it's a question that we've been talking throughout the show. Do you think our political um, leaders should retire at 65 like they should do in business? Interesting question. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think so. Let's make room for the new generation and the people with a change of view of how things should be run. I think staying in power for forever and past 65, maybe there's room for the newer and younger generations. And what do we do with the people who turn 65 who say, I'm still so passionate about this, I want to do that? Not necessarily the politicians, but what do we do with them? You get involved in the communities and you get involved in all the areas where people are making a difference so that we can build South Africa back mm. up. So not just from a political point of view, from the community. So get involved in uplifting and making a change in South Africa for the positive. Be you chose Taylor Swift as your first song, and then you mentioned something about your kids being Swifties. <laughs> Tell us about that. I've got. Three. Are they listening right now? They and they're properly. listening to the music. They go, oh, there goes mom. Ah, uh, there's my mom. <laughs> so I've got three daughters. Two of them are massive Taylor Swift fans, um, and that's all we listen to when we drive in the car and when there's any music in the house. It's Taylor Swift. So <laughs> <laughs> my head is just filled with Taylor Swift and the massive world tour that she's busy with. And um, yeah, that's. That was my first choice, just to say to the kids, my, your mom does listen to the music, and I know, <laughs> I know what you like. Okay, Bia, let's talk about Josie, my Josie. You've got uh, one of your guests in the studio at the moment, and we'll be chatting to her, with her, to join you, Leona Pina from MES, which is Mold and Power Serve, um, an organization that looks at inner cities. Um, and we'll chat to one of your other guests a little bit later on as well. Mm. Josie, my Josie, it's... It's a project that when we first came upon it, Malusi, um, who is one of your guests, Malusi Mklungu, was one of the founders of it. And it was, it was a conceptual idea at that point. It wasn't yes. quite embedded into reality. But how do we take an idea and make it action? Well, yeah, we've spent a lot of time thinking about the regeneration of Johannesburg. It's, it's a massive undertaking. How do you take the inner city of Johannesburg which is plagued with crime and dilapidated infrastructure. You've got the lack of service delivery and you've got people who's lost their hope and dignity. How do you take that concept and make a difference in people's lives? What do you do? So we've thought about it. We've gathered a bunch of crazies and it is the craziest of the crazies that we have got together to, to think about this, to make an impact, to make a change, something sustainable where we can take the people along with us. We can't 
come from the north or from outside Johannesburg and make a difference. It has to be from the inside. You have to use the people mm. who's in the inner city who understands their circumstances, what they were working with, how and what impacts their lives. Work with it. Work with that, and then come up with a plan on how you're going to change it. You also can't make a plan plan for the whole of the inner city. Every you have to change and adapt as you go through the inner city. So we are not um, another initiative. I think what Josie, my Josie, endeavours to do is we're a movement. We are a movement for change. So mm. we want to be that catalyst that take whatever is in the inner city and amplifying the good in the inner city. We'll address the bad and the ugly, and there's a lot of that happening. But mm. there's so many more good stories and, and great people and unbelievable stories and people and buildings and precincts that we just need to bring to the fore. We, there's in the media a lot of negative. We, we are flooded with negative issues about the inner city. Mm. So let's focus on the good. Let's bring that to the fore, amplify it, connect people who's in the inner city, who does an amazing job, get them together, get them to talk to each other, make in a community of the people who does good. So we, we are addressing this from a different point of view, um, like previous initiatives. Our aim is definitely not to implement a project, cut a ribbon, smile for the camera, then walk away. And then in a couple of months, there's nothing left of your good intentions. We're a movement. We are inspiring change. We're inspiring hope. And we are bringing dignity back to the people of the inner city of Johannesburg. Pia, um, before we talk about it not just being another initiative, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a critical point of intervention, um, you're, you're an interesting one because you, in fact, work for Anglo-American who have had their offices down in the uh, city. And, of course, their, their central building is there. The beautiful arc of Springboks mm -hmm. is there as well. And, A, uh, Anglo bravely sold the building for one rand to the Maharishi, which is Teddy Bletcher's yes. organization – and two, they seconded you to this particular project as the CEO. Now, for many of our listeners, they may not understand what that actually means. And in fact, business has been doing quite a bit of that with regards to public um, involvement, etc. Mm. What does seconding mean? How does it work? It means that although I still work for Anglo, I, they allow me to be involved in this, in this project. And through my involvement, I have the full support of Anglo to be able to make a difference in the city. And why Anglo is so very much involved is when Anglo moved out of the inner city and relocated to Rosebank, they were very clear that one of the major things that we needed to focus on, and I was involved in the project at that stage, is leave a legacy for Anglo. We were there right from the beginning mm. of Joburg, so we can't just leave the city. And we've made that commitment um, to the government and to, and to the city of Johannesburg. How do you leave a legacy? How do you leave a legacy if you've got five buildings in a precinct in the middle of the inner city? So we've thought about that for a long time and eventually oh, through processes and a lot of um, interaction went to speak to Vitz to say, would you also be interested in coming across and move some of your businesses or your training facilities to the inner city? And they responded and said, yeah, but the city, it's not safe to move from Bramfontein, their students, across the Nelson Mandela Bridge down to the Anglo Precinct. 
And we said, yeah, but we can make a plan. They said, prove it. <laughs> we challenge you. Yeah. Do something. Put your money where your mouth is. So that's where Josie My Josie started by Robbie Brosen, who was actually the um, founder of Nando's. The, the founder of Nando's, very involved in in Vits as one of the of the members in the um, advisory panel. Said, but let's do it. And we put the challenge back to him and said, okay, but join us then. Let's let's do something. So that's how it started. It's by a challenge to Anglo. Do something about it. And so, what did you do? Well, we engaged all the other corporates in the inner city. It's not just Anglo. There's a lot of corporates and um, individuals in the inner city. Standard Bank has got a massive pro, um, presence there. Same mm, with EPSA and, and FNB. Um, we've got Taddy Bletcher with the Maurishi Institute just across the road from where we were. So we started engaging with the, all the other corporates and explained that if we want to do something about Joburg to prevent other companies from also leaving the inner city – we need the job security and the, and the people to be able to, to work in the inner city. Don't leave, but help us. We are going to make a change. We mm. are going to focus on safety and security in the inner city. We are going to focus on the social problems that we have in the inner city. Arts and culture, tourism, we need to be able to bring that back into the inner city. Johannesburg flourishes on all the art and the, and the mm. music and the, and the mm. amazing opportunities for tourists to visit some of our buildings in the inner city. So that's, that's where we started. And we're not asking people to throw money, money at the problem. I mean, there's been so many instances where corporates have gotten involved. You throw money at a problem and there's a big black hole where the money disappeared. Mm. To. So use the resources and the, and the processes and the marketing campaigns that you do have. Use that and help us. You, everybody has got security. Private security is everywhere in the inner city. Let's work together. Your private security, our private security, the um, Johannesburg Metropolis, the South African police services. So we've that's what we do. It's a facilitation of all of these things. We're a super connector. And Josie, my Josie, that's what we do. We connect everybody who is involved in the inner city, who has a interest in the inner city, to work together to make a real difference, to regenerate the area that we've got. So let's talk about, um, you mentioned that this is just not another initiative. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, that Vitz says to you, prove it, because historically there has been the initiative. They called it the cultural arc and it was the arc where Vitz would then be integrated through this arc into not only Newtown, but then into the city as well. How does it stop from not just being another initiative? Because A, you need to make sure that you have all the corporates seriously involved. You need to make sure that you have Vitz seriously involved, but you also need the public sector and government to be involved as well. How does that work? So we have a in our steering committee and in our governance structures, we have involvement from Vits, all the banks, all the major corporates in the inner city. So they are involved from a very high level, the CEO, COO level of people being involved and and advising and agreeing to the processes that we'll follow and the projects that we'll focus on. None of the projects that we focus on um, will be a flash in the pan. So we will do something that is. Um, sustainable and will stand the test of time. And by working together and engaging the public, the private sector, as well as the residents, that's where it starts making a difference. So mm. collaboration is a word that you throw around very easily. Yeah. But the real meaning behind collaboration is you have to put everything on the line and get involved in this and, and, and push through with it. You can't stop halfway through. That's not collaboration. And I think that's what we are 
that's where we've landed is with a collaboration agreement between Josie, my Josie, and the city of Johannesburg. That That is an amazing thing that has happened is that we've managed to sign that memorandum of agreement. They work with us. So it's yeah. not an us and them anymore. We're not fighting. We're doing this together. We come up with, with projects and initiatives and they support it. They have some um, projects where they just need some support and that's and that's working. Same with the residents. If you want some change and you want to make a difference in your life and the life of other people, you have to get involved. You can't just sit at the sidelines and blame and critique. Get involved. Join us. And we've mm. seen by, by just getting everybody to work together the massive change that you can already see. So this movement is slowly but surely gathering a lot of speed. We're talking to B. Swanepoel. She's the acting CEO of Josie Ma Josie, uh, seconded by Anglo-American into the position, looking at uh, making a difference in our beautiful city, once beautiful, not always so beautiful at times, of Johannesburg. When we come back from the break, we're going to introduce uh, your first guest, and let's find out what that means. 921, you're with SFM 104 to 107. Our guest today is Bia Swanepoel. She's the acting CEO of Josie, my Josie, looking at a, a landmark relation and, and an agreement between Josie, my Josie, the city of Johannesburg, and uh, many of the businesses and corporates that are in the city centre as well. It's a really exciting project, and the question that we've been asking is how do you get involved? Who gets involved? What does getting involved mean? And I suppose that's something we we were talking about earlier here on the show as well. It's all very well to say I'm not going to vote because there's nothing to vote for. But there are things to vote for and there are people to vote for as well, as we heard so clearly today as well. It's 9.22. Let's go straight in. B, who's your first guest? So my first guest on the show is Leona Pinar. She's the CEO of MESS. They're doing amazing work in the inner city with destitute people and with um, and from a social perspective. Um, and that's one of the one of the brilliant stars in the inner city. When you go into the inner city and you start scratching the surface um, to go beyond the bad and the ugly, you find absolute brilliant people making a difference every day. Mm. And they do it with love and they do it with passion. And Leona is one of those, speci those special people who make a, a big difference in our, in our inner city. So I'm going to hand over to Leona to talk about the work that they do. Leona, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. A little earlier when I was saying get involved and uh, Bia was saying get involved, you were nodding your head ferociously. What does get involved mean and how do you get people to get involved? Yes, I think why I was nodding so <laughs> in, in agreement is, is because of that po post-65. Um, I was exposed to a network in the Netherlands where when you retire in the Netherlands, there's a central database where you can sign up to, to volunteer and to mentor and to offer your skills after you work. Mm. Um, and then there's a list of not-for-profits and a list of, of people that need certain expertise, and then they join the dots. And I think it's, there's something in South Africa called refired, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And, and I think that, that, that is so purposeful because a lot of people at retirement still have – want to have purpose and they still want to give back and but they don't necessarily want to sit in all these meetings but they want to be meaningful and yeah. just this week I had a call from from a gentleman who says he's going to scale down so he's going to just work a certain amount of days the other days he want to give his skills and a lot of 
times in our in our not-for-profit sector, there's certain skills we cannot afford. Mm. So if people skills we cannot afford, mm. so if people can come legal. along and legal and finance and mm. you know just expertise in terms of strategy and in terms of finance strategy and turnaround stuff, um, there's so much scope for people to get involved. More than just handing out a sandwich on Mandela Day, I'm I'm so over that. <laughs> um, we we really need to do meaningful stuff, um, and like Bia said, sustainable stuff. So where can we put our time, our energy, and our money that will bring a lasting change? And and the opportunities are there. So you're part of the project, Josie, my Josie, as Mess. That's great. What are you doing? So Mess stands for Molding Power Surf. Um, and our heart is really to change the heart of the city, has been for the last 38 years. Um, I've been involved for 30 of the eight years. This is my 30th month, so <laughs> it's my birthday month. And um, so for us, it's really about building thriving, thriving urban communities where people can access effective and efficient pathways out of poverty and homelessness. Um, often people get stuck in the inner city just because they can't access a connection point. So, so we run um, programs to three target groups, five target groups. Um, the one is preschools because we need to, to lay a foundation to prevent future people becoming homeless. And education is such an important part of that pathway. So ECD centers, after-school centers, keeping kids in the afternoons off the streets, away from trafficking, away from drugs is a very yeah. big part of what we do in Hillbrow. Um, the third leg is our youth. So when they finish matric, what's next? To to be a catalyst to link them with the next step. Learnership, internships, tertiary, marishi, mm. being that catalyst. That is our preventative leg. Um, and it's really where we try and build the next generation. The the other side of the coin, <laughs> as BS says, the good, the bad and the ugly is, is your restorative work. So it's our work with the homeless community as well as families at risk where there's a lot of um, neglect or abuse. So we work on those five legs um, and our big involvement with Josie Majosie is around the homeless strategy. Um, and it's really our dream to have a connection point in every five kilometer radius where people can easily get to and they can connect with where they can get help. Because often people come to the inner city to find work and they can't find a place to stay. They, they get robbed at Park Station and, and then it spirals. So we would like to firstly get those connecting centers up and running. Yeah. Every five kilometers there needs to be a point of connection. From your connection point, you move into change readiness where all the trauma, the counseling, the mental health. So we are desperate for more occupational therapists, social workers, psychologists to get involved because the trauma and the, the fact that they live in a flight and a fear mode constantly, it's not just a switch. It's not mm. just give them a job and they will work. There's a lot that we need to sort out before they go into employment. And post the change readiness phase, we work with work readiness, getting them ready for the work market. And that's where the OTs play a very important role. And then it's about the integration and the reintegration. So I just want to ask you something, uh, and we're bringing your second guest now in a moment, uh, if we may. Um, you know, you mentioned, Bia, that there are specific projects that you're working on, um, implying that you can't cover everything. And I, I have no doubt that you cannot cover everything. I mean, I just think of, 
you know, one square kilometer in one neighborhood and what is it that you're going to cover? There's 650 different options that you could address. What have you decided the projects are that you're going to address? And I'm taking a mess into account, you know, the kinds of things that uh, Leona has told us about. What are those, what are the first projects that you're focusing on? So one of the first projects <clears throat> supports our safety and security strategy. We are going to restore the Nelson Mandela Bridge. If you drive across the Nelson Mandela Bridge, those glass panels have been vandalized and shattered. Um, no lights are working. It's pitch dark during load shedding. The security on the bridge is a massive issue. So traveling from the Brewer Street taxi rank pitch across black. the yeah. bridge to Bromfontein is a bit of a challenge for, for commuters. So the first thing we're going to do is fix up the Nelson Mandela Bridge, replacing those glass panels, restoring that iconic bridge back to its former glory. Didn't the French put money into the lighting system? They did. Those lights were taken down a while ago, so we are replacing those lights. It was mm. kept in safe keeping in a storeroom somewhere that nobody can locate, unfortunately. So we are replacing those lights through sponsorships and putting this, those color lights back mm. onto the Nelson Mandela Bridge. All the street lights, we are replacing them with solar lights. So that doesn't matter if there's load shedding. And I don't know how soon we're going to get rid of load shedding, but the, the inner city during load shedding is pitch dark. It, mm. it is a it's an incredibly horrible place to be when it's pitch dark in the inner city. So just to bring light back. So replacing street by street, precinct by precinct, rolling out um, lights. We are working to put or already put in place security that is an integrated approach between the government, the government organizations, the JMPD and the, and, the, and the SAPS guys, together with private security, putting cameras on the bridge so that people can feel safe. So not just physical security, it's the perceived security. I mean, if there's you, you, cameras and people looking after you, you feel safer. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Vitz uh, a little bit earlier, and we were talking about that cultural arc. I mean, if I was a young woman, I mean, even as an old woman, I mean, as a, just as a woman, uh, and I'm sure as a man, actually, mm. just crossing over that bridge late at night, what if I'd been in the library at Vitz Uni, and then, like, I am going to go back, perhaps my, perhaps I'm going to go back down to the, to the taxi rank, mm. but who knows, maybe I'm going to go to my home, which might be in my Boneng or wherever the case may be, um, how do I do that in the dark? So I suppose light. Light. Let, let, let there, there be, be light. light. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to say. So that yeah. makes a difference. And the fact that you can see guards who's clearly marked that they are there for your security. We've had brilliant engagement with the taxi associations and the taxi mm. council, specifically in Brewer Street. They also, the, the commuters are there bread and butter. So Absolutely. they also want to make sure yeah. that the commuters are safe. So they are also helping us with safety, security, cleaning up the taxi rank, making sure that the taxi rank and then and the immediate surrounding areas with it um, by the taxi ranks are safe for the commuters to actually come to them. It used to be that the taxi ranks were the safe haven. If you were in any trouble, mm. you'd run to the to the taxi ranks. So let that let that come back. Let that be a safe place for people to run to. Um, we that's on a safety and security from a safety and security point of view, but also just cleaning up the streets, the the mess and the rubbish that's lying around everywhere. Clean it up, take it away, integrating, and that's where the MOU with the city plays a massive role. If we have teams cleaning and we can direct the teams, where should the cleanup happen? But also then that the refuge gets removed. It doesn't help cleaning up the streets and the black bags stand there for the next three days. Mm. 
they just mess up and, and you're exactly where you were a couple of days ago. So it's removing the refuge, um, fixing up the sidewalk so that people can walk without falling in a ditch or mm. tripping or breaking their leg, whatever the case might be. So there's a couple of things around safety and security that we're focusing on. And the Johannesburg Road Agency is part of this initiative and the agreement with the city. So they are amazing. Actually, if you just give them direction and you work with them, they come to the party and they really start fixing. So the road um, from the Nelson Mandela Bridge down to the bottom taxi rank, the West yeah. Street taxi rank, there's been amazing work that's happened there in the in the recent month over December just because that's where we focus the attention. This dam wall is leaking all over. So if you just know where to start plugging the holes, maybe you can make a difference. Um, are we then, all sticking our finger into the dike or are we <laughs> able to really plug the holes and eat the elephant one step at a time? You know what, you can eat this, definitely eat this animal one step at a time. It's too big to start with a hole in a city, but start yeah. somewhere. Just make a start somewhere. Mm. Bring <clears> hope <throat> to that area and the, the residents in that specific area. Hope and dignity is contagious. It mm. floods you. So if you start painting in the one side, and we've started through James Delaney and the Makers Valley on yes. Bertram's side, they've started painting and doing murals everywhere, painting that area around where the Ellis Park Stadium is. Those people have got a different attitude at the moment. You feel safer when it looks safer, and you clean up when you enjoy the area that you see around you. So... So There's a lot of projects happening, but from a social perspective and from the homeless, working together with MES and their initiatives around uh, my change and the vouchers, how you can go from um, compassionate giving to responsible giving so that we can channel the funds that mm. ends up in the hands of the homeless, but spend it responsibly. Uh, I'd know that, that someone from the uh, – Dave, from the National Mentorship Movement is um, offering support – uh, from ret retirees and more. So maybe that's someone you need to get hold of as well. So let's go to the man who kind of, you know, so many months ago when we did the interview, crazy, but um, great idea as well. Melusium Flungu, maybe you can put your headphones on as well, ladies, just to, uh, as we get hold of Melusi uh, on the line right now. Melusi, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Malusi, the last time I spoke to you, I felt like we were in the process of you getting this thing off on the road. I think you'd already spoken to Robbie Brosen and any opportunity to speak to Robbie Brosen is just like an opportunity to go and it all starts to happen. How are you feeling at this point in time with regards to the um, uh, the opportunities that have, have come about where your idea, Josie My Josie, has got to? Um, yeah, I think the last time we spoke, um, we were still like in the process of, um, Robbie always says this, like, um, we're always going to fly this plane as we build it, right? And um, even to this point, um, every small victory is a victory. Um, like uh, Bear just mentioned now earlier on about um, the, the signing um, of the partnership, the MOU with the city. For us, that is a massive win because then without that, um, there's no ideas that could actually be implemented. So from the last time that we spoke until um, this time around, I think that has kind of given us almost like the creative freedom right, to then say, Okay, cool. Let's let's let, let's get our feet on the ground. Uh, let's roll up our sleeves 
and and let's see where we can then start doing these small little actions that can lead to big change. And our own life, for me, like the journey has been very incredible. Like I've been learning so much because I'm coming in as a creative, right? Like a creative, but advertising point of view. And then I'm going into like a space and a world, you know, that, you know, I know Joburg, but then not like Joburg in terms of like the background and like how things run, how things work. Um, and so even sitting in those meetings and just like asking the whys. And um, I, I found myself a lot of times being the, the person in the room where like you have a crazy idea and then somebody's like, no, it can't be done. And I'm like, but, but why? And then, you know, they give an answer which, you know, might not be the right answer. In, and I'm like, but why again? You know, and the more whys we start to ask, the more even other people um, that have been dealing with the same issues then start to figure out other ways to come at, um, at problems and different ways to come at problems. And so, you know, maybe not knowing so much could be a blessing sometimes. And for me, this has been such a learning journey and like to do it with some of the most amazing people, uh, which um, you have in the studio with you right now and the Swifties. Um, I think I'm also becoming a Swiftie here, um, just by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, the Swifties, we're all fans of the Swifties, man. <laughs> we all love, in fact, someone said, play some more t- uh, Taylor. So you know Taylor Swifty, and um, they're right. We should play more Taylor Swifty. We've also got uh, Miley Cyrus as a choice. We've got Ed Sheeran. You can see that beer's just like, this is like totally bribing your kids. It's like saying, okay, I'm going to play their songs, and then when I get home, that you they get moany. You say, well, I played your song, so maybe maybe they would have washed the dishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? By the I time you get home, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, Melissa, you've raised something. So we've got Leona in the studio, who, of course, is from civil society. We've got um, also Bia, who comes from the private sector and engaging. You come along as, as a creative, but in the kind of commercial creative world. And I suppose in many ways you, you, you create the imagination. You imagine the world that can be. And then it takes people like Leona and Bia to actually physically make it happen. Are you are you noticing that? Yes, def- definitely. Um like um like I said earlier on, you know, like if let's say I come up with like a crazy creative idea and then um there are things like wheelies, you can't do anything without wheelies. I'm like, but like let's just go and do it, right? So there's like all this governance and process of getting things done. But I think more than anything, um I think the patience and um, the, 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 the passion of like, you know, keep going back, keep going back, keep going back until we get it done. I mean, it's, it's people like Bear that are able to give us, you know, the platform to then say, okay, guys, we've now gotten this agreement. And that takes a lot of patience. That takes like going back to the same meeting, looking at the same document a hundred times, changing a word there, changing a word there. And I think you know, sometimes we, we we might look back and say, oh, um, we've achieved X, Y, and Z. But then when you look at the work done in the background, and I think sometimes it's in that in, in that process where you have to be patient that some of these projects actually do die because people, you know, like you give up and it's disheartening sometimes. Um, and so to have the fight to keep coming back and coming back and coming back, I think that's the only way that a Josie my Josie would survive. See, we have to go to a break, but um, when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to just talk about the idea of, uh, we spoke about imagination earlier, and I'd like to hear from you, and in fact, I'd like to hear 
from Leone and also Ubia is in a blue sky world, if you have to look at the processes and you imagine that those processes will take place, the city, um, city government will engage and are engaging in very real ways. If you take that one step further, I want to hear from all of you. What is the city that you imagine you will be able to create through the hard work that you do? We'll go to the break first. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. 9.42, you are with SFM 104 to 107. Our guest presenter is Bia Swanepoel. She's the acting CEO of a project, or well, more than a project, an organization called Josie My Josie. They have a series of projects that they're focusing on. Her guests are Leona Pina from Civil Society. She's the CEO of MESS, Mold Empower Serve, changing the heart of the city with a real focus on a homeless strategy. Every five kilometers, there will be a point of engagement for people who are homeless. And I think that is hugely, hugely valuable. And then we've got Melusi Mflungu. He's the founder of something called We Are Bizarre, but he came back to Johannesburg, to South Africa, and uh, came up with this excellent project, Josie, my Josie. So I've asked you all to to, to put put your rose-tinted glasses on and say what it is that you imagine the city is that you would like to see um, in whatever. It could be five years, it could be ten years, it could be five minutes. Who knows? Leonie, I'll start with you. I don't think it'll be five minutes, by the way. No worries. Um, <laughs> um, I think for me it is really what our heart is as MES, is to really have an effective and efficient pathway out of poverty and homelessness. It's a city where, where private and public and the residents take ownership of our city um, where people can be reconnected because we find one of the big causes of homelessness is people lose connection with their support structure. So mm. my heart is a city that reconnects where there's equal opportunities for all and we, when there's a promise and there's a service level agreement, we deliver on that because we currently sit in many positions where we have service level agreements but we're not getting the money that's linked to that. It's not getting paid. So it leaves you in limbo constantly fighting for what is actually supposed to happen. So that is, is my heart, mm. is a city that reconnects, take ownership, um, and where there's equal op- opportunities for. So uh, without wanting to be the voice of Noit, but um, MESS has been operating for 38 years. Do you believe that a project like Josie My Josie can make that shift for you? For sure. No, definitely. I think it's it's bringing the right players ar- around the same table. Having one purpose, one common agenda for change is what we've been lacking. Everybody has been doing their little bit in their little corner. But mm. what we need now is much bigger than that. And we need a common agenda for change. And we all need to fight towards that one purpose collectively. Fantastic. Malusi, I'll crack on to you. Oh, awesome. Uh, did you say... Um I, a city that I imagined I think can be done in five minutes, I'm joking, um, a city that I imagined, um, you know, uh, um, Leon just touched on this a little bit um, about um, the people and how people get involved. And I think for me, uh, I see, you know, a city with more active citizenship, like people wanting to get involved because I think we all have a part to play. Um, doesn't matter whether it's corporate or just an individual on the side of the road 
um, you know, with a small business. I think we all have a part to play in, in, in creating this change. Um, I, I, I want to see a city where, where, where dreams continue to be made. Uh, my, my dreams um, started here. Like, the city kind of shaped the kind of creative that I am uh, because of, like, the spirit and the culture in the city. Um, it just makes, you know, there's a job, like, there's a job person that you can't see and find anywhere in the world. And I think same with creative. So it made me that. So I want that for more creative. Um, a city that is safe for all, um, a clean city, and I think Bea touched on that, and Thunder Bank have been doing um, some initiatives where we did a city cleanup towards the end of last year, and with that trash, we're going to turn it to art. So there's different ways to reimagine how do we even clean the city. Um, and we've always called ourselves, right, the city of gold. And I think maybe then now it's also time that later on, uh, whether it's five years from now, five minutes, I hope, is we can become a city that... Uh, sets the gold standards right around the world and not just um, in, in Africa. And more than anything, like if we start creating that city, and then everybody else is going to come back and re-experience the city. And for me, it's it's a matter of like creating a city that the people of Joburg can enjoy safely without feeling like you know something might happen. Um, and more than anything, I think when I go, let's say, like when I was living abroad. And we'll talk about South Africa. I, and somebody talks about Johannesburg. I want to just like have a city that, when they speak about it, like I can be proud of. Um, a city that I can honestly and with everything in in me and my entire heart call this city my Josie, Josie, my Josie, a city that I can be proud of. It's interesting that you talk about trash to art. And I'm thinking of the work of Mbungeni Butelezi and the work that he does with plastic and how he creates that. But I'm also thinking I've just seen a catalogue of all the public art um, that Joburg City has. And I, I was really delighted when I looked at that catalogue as to how much art that is. And I suppose, Malusi, your job is going to be to make sure the people know that it's there so that it does become even more of a tourism opportunity. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, there's still another exciting project um, that, you know, obviously we can't speak on now, but like art is a very, very uh, uh, big part of it. And if you look at um, some of the, um, you know, um, cities around the world, art has been at the center of beautifying their city. And so, you know, collaborating and once again being a super connector, connecting the city with artists is going to be one of the things that um, I'm passionate about driving uh, forward through this movement. Well, I'm certainly behind you on that one, and I'll be your foot soldier, as I've often said to you. Uh, you just I let know, me know. I am your foot soldier. <laughs> I know you. I'm going to call you. you, you Michelle's time. Michelle's <laughs> time. I'm calling up that foot soldier thing. Put on your boots. Bea, you, um, you, you're, that, that blue sky, if you had to put on those rose-tinted glasses, what could that city look like? You know what? A while ago, we were talking to the Student Representative Council from WITS and UJ on the Nelson Mandela Bridge. We, we gathered there and we had a chat about Joburg. And the students came to me and they said, you guys, where are we going to live? Joburg is the city where we were supposed to work in, to live in, and to mm, play in, to fall in right. love in. Yeah. So what have you done to Joburg? You and he was talking about a generational thing. You guys, under your watch, Joburg went to the dogs. And it touched me so much that 
That is my vision for Joburg. That is my dream, that it is once again a city where the next generation, our future leaders, where they can live in harmony and in, and in safety, where they can find work, where they can love, where they can play. That it's a city that brings back the tourists, a beautiful city. That's, that's just amazing that, the, that Joburg takes up its rightful place as the best city in, in South Africa and can play with the best of them in the world. So I think that's my vision and that's what, we, that's what we're aiming for. So B, I want to ask you because it's great that you've raised this issue of the generational. Earlier on in the show, um, we were talking about trust yes. uh, and the role of trust in making things work, the role of trust around collaboration. And I think you said that collaboration isn't just the start, it's also the end. Yes. And if you can't get to the end, then it wasn't collaboration in the first place. Mm. Um, we also had um, a guest on the show saying that young people don't trust. So why should they vote? They've been, uh, as you said, this young person said to you, well, you've buggered up the city, so what are you going to do about it? How do you get that intergenerational mix. Okay, Malusi is part of that intergenerational mix. But how do you get that intergenerational mix and how are you guys doing that with regards to the work that you're doing? Because, yeah, I could be 21 and I look at the city and I think, I don't want to live here. I'm yes. going to move. Mm. So we are involving the youth. And, and part of our working group is is the voice of, of the youth. So we have a, a previous SRC president from VITS who's integral part of us, who is, the, who is the voice of the youth and what they would require. And there is a trust issue between the generation, the younger generation of today versus our age, <laughs> the older people. Mm. There is a trust issue. But we need to show them that by taking action, you can actually do something. You just have to put your money where your mouth is and come to the table and do something our generation everybody says they instant gratification they want stuff to work and immediately mm. be available real world doesn't work like that but work with us come on this journey what is it that you want so big for josie my josie is interaction with the residents and the youth of the of of um today and the and the leaders of tomorrow what is it that you want what is your vision what is your requirements we had a different requirements growing up to what they need now. So mm. it's listen to them. And I think that's also a big part why they've lost mm. the trust. They feel that nobody's listening to them. So if we can just show we are listening, we are here for you, what we're doing is for your interest as well as everybody else's, that makes a, that makes a huge change in terms of trust, hope, dignity and the future that we all envisage. Melusi, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand that back to you, if I may, because essentially you are, I suppose, representative of that generation. What is it that you feel can be done? What is it that you feel sometimes your generation isn't doing? And what is it that you feel um, the older generation or the generation that is currently in the leadership right now needs to shift and think about? Um. I think it also touches on at the core of what um, the vision for Jose Majosi is. And, and, and Bia said this earlier on, is like this is not just another um, coalition or a bunch of corporates and, you know, a bunch of meetings and AGM and people talking about change. And that was the first thing when uh, I got the call to get involved in this project. And I said, um, I, I, I don't want to create just, you know, another thing for 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 for, for ticking the tick boxes, um, because we're tired of that, right? And 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 the youth as well, like we're tired of empty promises. Uh, and so 
we needed to create something that is like going to be a movement of real change. Doesn't matter how big or small the change is, but I think one thing is like promising and not delivering. Rather than no promise at all. And I think that's where the youth is at now. We've heard so many of these things. Like, oh no, change is coming. Okay, um, can we see you when this change is coming, right? Um, and I think for me, it's going to be important with these actions to show that actually we are not here to, to, to keep talking about change. We're here to actually do. And I think the more and more, you know, um, young people start to see uh, the this, this snowball effect of, 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 of people actually doing and, and less talking about change. And then, and then that they're saying, then that change then creates the opportunities. And especially with job creation, um, which is going to yeah. be a massive, massive, massive undertaking. Um, with uh, with the stats that we see in our country. So uh, real action, less promises, and less talk and less meetings. It's funny because when you talk about doing, I mean, doing is a muscle that when you physically do it, it's, do a, mu- it. it's, a, it, it's a muscle that gets easier and easier and easier to be proactive. And the trust then comes back as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to close off uh, with you, Bea, and then we're going to close off with one of your songs for your kids, especially for your kids. We've been talking about young people, so we're going to close off with a song for young people, for your kids specifically. I hope they're washing dishes as we speak. <laughs> um, Bea, we, we are going into an election this year, and it's going to have, make a difference. Mm. Do you think that this uh, Josie Ma Josie is going to play a part somewhere, somehow in, in those elections? I hope so. I, I think and I really hope that by seeing a change and a difference happening in the environment around you, you, you see that it's, it's the people who makes a difference. It's not the council. It's, it's, the council needs to be there and push through on the service delivery and then, and then the work that they are specifically elected to do. But the, the environment and the hope and the, and the feeling of Joburg, it's about the people. We need to do that. We're not naive. I think the, the, um, the fact that the, the um, cooperation from the city council, from the Gauteng government, from even um, our, our government itself, it's, it's linked, might be linked to the um, election year, but we are going to make use of that and mm. then push through with our initiative. So they will they will join us and we will use them and they will use us. But the winners at the end is going to be the people of Joburg. The winners are going to be the very people that Leora was talking about yes. a little bit earlier. Leora, I want to say thank you so much. Malusi, thank you so much for joining us. Bia, I want to say thank you to you. We're going to close off with your song, Miley Cyrus and Flowers. Is this also just a, yeah, my kids love Miley Cyrus, so there we go. It's more than that. It's to say, don't wait for anybody else to do something. If you want flowers, go buy the flowers for yourself. Plant don't the flowers. wait for somebody else to make a difference in your life. Take the accountability and do something yourself. We love it. That's <laughs> it. Thank you. Bye.